0: Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Meador, will be joining us as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, we want to welcome you to episode 44 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and uh, we are looking forward to lots that's going to be coming up here at Northwood, and uh, we are looking forward to getting back to some sense of normalcy here, so uh, very excited about that. Um, So uh, anyway, we just uh, want you to invite all your friends to come and be a part of the podcast as we talk about uh, what it means to talk. And uh, you know what I've heard a lot, pastor, recently, or actually my whole life, once people find out you're a pastor, they say something about like, uh, sorry about that, preacher, that's just an old Marine speaking, or, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I don't normally speak like this, or, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how people clean up their speech real quick when they hear that you're a pastor, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and I don't like to, I know pastors that don't like to tell people, like yeah, they go, yeah, go yeah. play golf And they won't tell people that they're a pastor. I don't do that because I I don't want to embarrass them because, you you know, that's kind of the way it is. But, uh, you know, I I just wonder, though, you know, when we – it's not just about cussing and cursing you know, it's also the way we handle our speech and how we speak to people and other things like that. And and I have to ask the question, though, you know, is it even possible for us to get our speech under control?
1: Yeah, we need to talk about this today, just how we do a better job of using our speech, because it's a big deal, because we have lots of words to say, and Scripture has lots of words to say about the way that we use our words. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be a helpful conversation today as we talk about two ways to get our speech under control. But Trey, Before we talk about our speech, it's a big week, isn't it?
0: It is a big week. I'm excited about it. We are
1: opening back up here at Northwood this Sunday Mm -hmm. morning, May 17th. Two services. We're going to try to do social distancing and all that kind of stuff. You ready to get back?
0: I have been ready to get back for a long time. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's been weird for me having to look at a camera for eight weeks and also to look at windshields. I've been preaching to windshields and cameras. It's but you did odd. get a
0: few honks every now honks. and again.
1: Yeah, that drive in church was interesting. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad it's over with.
0: And but you know what? I, I always drive up la- or come up last uh, after I've been at the tent. And it's neat, though, to hear as you come up, you hear the radios going. Yeah, it's cool. And so you hear it throughout as you drive by cars and everything. Yeah, so that I mean, was kind of yeah, neat. Yeah,
1: our tech team did a great job getting all they that set up. They did, and did it, fantastic. And it sounded fantastic in the car. Well, a little bit I heard in the cars because I obviously no, was car. But, it, yeah, it, was, it sounded really it good. It was clean, It so, was really yeah. impressive. But, but just a setup each week. And, man, my – Mm. my goodness the wind it's been windy on these past sunday this mornings. has been
0: the may that was the, the march that ended up being in may yeah it, was it has been super so, windy yeah unbelievable I man
1: i have used so much hair gel in the last few weeks <laughs> i mean it's not even funny man i mean i, I didn't use a whole because i don't use a lot of gel on my hair uh, I, my hair's so gorgeous as it is <laughs> i just don't need to add much to it and so so i didn't use much that first couple weeks and went back and saw the videos my hair was flying all over the place and so then i doubled down on the gel man i, I I've probably spent $1,000 in the last month on <laughs> so gel. You've
0: kept the gel people in business. They I'll appreciate tell you. What, you. I,
1: I have not kept the sanitation people in business, but I kept the gel people in business. I haven't bought hand sanitizer, but I bought a lot of gel. Oh, so. man. Anyway, I'm looking forward to Sunday and not using as much gel in my hair. Amen to good. that. Amen. Hey, let me ask you a question, Trey. Sure, brother. Have you ever said something that you regret?
0: Oh, my heavens. The moment you do it, too.
1: Yeah, you know it.
0: The moment you knew, it. You know you it. You know it. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah, it's it's easy. And man, we can all share times where we've said things that we wish we would not have mm-hmm. said. But the problem is, once you've said it, you can't take it back.
0: I was gonna say you can say I take that back. It doesn't really matter. No, once it? you've
1: said and it's once you've said it, it's it's already done the damage. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, a big issue for us, how to use our words in a way that's helpful, edifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, a way that, that just encourages other people. And and I don't know how true this is, Trey, but I read this years ago, and, and it may be true, it may not be true. I don't, I don't even remember who wrote it. But I, I heard this, right, that on average, on average, a woman mm-hmm. uses about 20,000 words a day. I would believe that. That's a lot of words.
0: Except my wife. She's not a talker. She's not a talker, so you know.
1: she's around 10,000 maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe half that. And on average, a man, and this makes sense, right? On average, a man uses 7,000 words a day. Mm. So a woman talks a lot more than a man does, mm. which would make sense to me. I, I think my wife probably talks a lot more than I do. She she likes to talk.
0: And she's been with the kids all day. And and she needs some right, adult right, conversation. Right.
1: And, and I need to learn to like to listen more, I guess. But she 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 <laughs> uses about. No, I think she uses twenty thousand words a day, probably. And oh, uh, but anyway, all that to say, that's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think whether it's twenty thousand or five thousand or three thousand, the reality is, over the course of a given day, we say a lot and Mm -hmm. and and if you think about the things we say i mean the best way you get to know someone is through conversation Mm -hmm. through what they say the reason why i know you trey is because we've talked we've had conversations you've expressed verbally you know what's on your mind or what's in your heart or you know we share stories i mean words are powerful because words are how we get to know people Mm -hmm. words express our emotions words express what we think and words express our opinions i mean i mean without words uh, we're at a loss right so, so you think about the number of words we use, and 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 how we use those words. I mean, words really are critical to human beings. I mean, without words, we ain't got anything to say. And, and uh,
0: so, so if we are using words that much, then certainly, uh, you know, we would hope the Bible has something to say yeah, how yeah. we're supposed yeah. to handle that. Yeah,
1: you know? we use the words words so much, we're bound to use our words inappropriately at times, mm-hmm. and we really need wisdom. To use our words well. And what's interesting to me about the book of Proverbs, and we've taken a break from Proverbs for the last couple of weeks because we were doing some other things on the podcast, but we're back to Proverbs. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting to me about Proverbs is there are more Proverbs that address our speech than any other topic in the book of Proverbs. No, did you I know that?
0: Did, I did not realize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, I had heard something about money,
1: but uh, yeah. Actually, this speech I, I believe More it. Proverbs about speech than, than any other mm-hmm. topic. In fact, there are about 90 Proverbs. We're wow. not We're not going to look at them all on this episode, but there are about 90 Proverbs that talk about the way that we use our words. Mm-hmm. So, we're not going to look at them all. We're going to look at some of them in this episode and see if these proverbs will help us to think through how we can use our words better.
0: Well, then if that's the case, then let's look at, uh, I think we can probably knock it down to two two ways that we can get our speech under control. So the first one is this, don't underestimate the power of your words.
1: Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt Mm. you.
0: Man. That is a I, lie from the pit of hell. I was gonna it? say that is just not true. That's what you're taught as from your mama, so you don't come home yeah, crying every yeah. day. But as far as how you respond and react, yeah. that's the worst advice ever.
1: Right. And and Proverbs speaks to this. Proverbs clearly tells us that man words really do hurt. Mm-hmm. For example, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Listen to this Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Man. Death and life, right? Mm. Or think about this proverb. Proverbs 12:18 now. This is this is interesting. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And so so immediately in these two proverbs you see there's there's a contrast. On the one hand, your words can bring death. Mm. Right? There there are times when someone has said something to you that it felt like a sword thrusting oh, through boy. your heart. Yes. Right? Oh yeah. You you have felt, I have felt, we have felt the destructive power of words. There have been times when we've said something, maybe unintentionally, but we said it, where it was like a thrust into someone's heart, right? Mm -hmm. You think even about what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, he talked about... you know, anger that builds up in our hearts, right? And oftentimes, when anger builds up in our hearts, man, it spews out of our mouths. You know, mm-hmm. we we're angry on the inside, we can't control it, and so we begin to just lash out at people for our anger. And, and Jesus said in Matthew five, right? He said, "Man, your your uncontrolled anger, it's murder. Wow, murder. And we don't think about that, but 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 really, if you think about it, I mean, in in our our words is the power of life or death. Our words really can destroy people. And so, so, man, you think about it, uh, you go to James 3, for example, that, that great chapter in the New Testament where James, the half-brother of Jesus, he talks about the power of words mm-hmm. and he talks about how, how our, our tongue, I mean, our tongue is so small, but yet our tongue is like, you know, the bit in the horse's mouth, it has the ability to control the direction of our lives. just like the rudder on a ship has the ability to control a ship, like a rudder controls a ship, like mm-hmm. our, our tongues control the, the course of our lives, right? And so just, I mean, James picks up on it in the New Testament about the power of, of words, and, and there really is the power in our words to control the direction of our lives, or the power in our, in our words to, to, to build people up or to destroy people. Mm-hmm. And let's just be honest, we've, we've murdered some people with our words.
0: Yeah, I think we have. Yeah, I mean, It hurts to think that,
1: that. Yeah, and so you think about Proverbs, and and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but one of the, the issues that Proverbs talks about a lot when it comes to words is gossip. Because you and I know just how destructive and hurtful gossip can be. When we talk about people to other people behind their back, or whatever the case may be, we spread those lies. Mm-hmm. That's destructive. And so let me just read some Proverbs. And again, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking through these because we have We've done a whole episode on this podcast before on gossip, but let's let's just think about some of these Proverbs. For example, Proverbs 16, 27, and 28 says this, A worthless man plots evil, and his speech is like a scorching fire. A dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisperer separates close friends. Think about all the relationships that that you have that were damaged because of a whisperer. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Don't tell anybody I said this. Exactly. Keep or, it I don't it want this, keep this on the down low. Yeah, keep it down on the down low. But yeah. did you hear this? Did you know this? And those, those little whispers begin to create a lot of animosity between people. Right? Or think about this. Right? Proverbs 18 to 8. Uh, and we've talked about this one, Trey. The words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. There's something that's just enticing and even intoxicating mm-hmm about gossip we like it we love it we want to hear the juicy secrets right and i mean it's like a delicious morsel can't mm-hmm. get enough of it
0: i, I once told uh, our church secretary one of my former churches that she says well i don't know why people tell me all this stuff i just listen i don't say anything back and i said yeah but you don't have to be the garbage disposal right you know you don't <laughs> have to be that you can say i'm really not going to listen to that
1: right i mean it's it's, it's sinful to spread gossip mm-hmm. but it's just as sinful to sit there and listen to it mm-hmm. Right?
0: And not try to stop it. And not and just try to say, stop it. That's, it. that's
1: exactly right. Because what happens when you listen to it is that it what? It pollutes your heart. Of course it does. Because you begin to 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 change your perception of the person that's being a gossiped about mm-hmm. as that person who is gossiping speaks those words of slander or those lies or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And so that's just one of the ways Proverbs uh, talks about the destructive nature of word. The Proverbs talks about Dishonesty talks about things of that nature, but he the Proverbs man, Solomon spends a lot of time talking about the, the danger of gossip. And listen to this though, this is really interesting to me. You you come to uh Proverbs twenty six twenty and listen to what Solomon says in Proverbs twenty six twenty. For a lack of wood the fire goes out. And when there and where there is no whisperer, quarreling ceases. Wow. Interesting, huh?
0: So just stop it. And it'll you know, it's like just Right. It just won't keep imagine, on burning. Imagine
1: if there was no gossip, how life would be different.
0: Wow. Well,
1: imagine different. if there was no gossip. Because you think about it, just the quarrels and the strife and, and the disagreements that, that start over gossip. And so Proverbs says, you know, you stop whispering, you stop gossiping, you're gonna see a lot of quarrel and stop.
0: And the sad thing is it's about the people that are closest to us, the people yeah. in our families we'll you know, we say the gossip about, and the people in our church we say yeah, gossip yeah, about. Yeah and that's also i feel the most destructive and why you see so much hurt and pain in yeah. both of those those uh those uh, things so yeah yeah
1: so proverbs for whatever reason solomon chose to to talk a lot about gossip mm-hmm. when he talked about words and the power of words but again he does talk about other things a dishonest man spreads strife proverbs 16 27 and 28 uh, a worthless man plots evil. His speech is like a scorching fire. And so so you see these other ideas expressed in the Proverbs about our destructive speech, but, man, there's just a lot of emphasis on gossip. All that to say, what Solomon is telling us in the Proverbs is, man, watch out.
2: Yeah, be Because careful. your
1: words really can destroy... Uh, We've experienced it, right? Mm. I mean, go back and look at what we said, right? On the one hand, we've experienced the power of destructive words and how they hurt, and it's, it's, it's like a sword thrusting within us, the pain of hurtful words. But on the flip side, we've also experienced the power of words that have been used well, mm-hmm. right? Again, listen to what the Proverbs says. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. There you go. Right? Yeah. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings... Healing.
0: Healing, yes.
1: And we've experienced that too. You, you've had people in your life that at the right moment spoke something into your life that changed the course of your life. At that right moment, God used that person to speak words of healing into you. Maybe you're listening and you were in that situation where, you know, I mean, you, you came from a background where you were abused verbally mm-hmm. or someone hurt you really bad. But then a friend came along who was a wise counselor who began to just speak truth into you and remind you of the love of God and the grace of God. And over time, that, that encouragement, those constant words of encouragement brought you much healing. And so, so all that to say, what the Proverbs remind us is that there is power in our words. Don't underestimate the power. There's, there is power for either good or evil in your words. And so it's up to us how we're going to use those words. Are we going to use our words to bring healing, or are we going to use our words to bring hurt into the lives of people?
0: It really is a life choice. It you is, know, How are you going to build up people, or how are you going to tear them down? Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we need to do. And so then
1: the question becomes is how do we consistently use our words in a way that bring life and healing rather than destruction? Mm-hmm.
0: So number two, let's look at this. Don't estimate, and this is what I love, the power of Jesus to change our words. Yeah, don't
1: underestimate the power of Jesus to change our words, mm-hmm. right? As followers of Jesus, the Spirit of God lives within us, right? And so because the Spirit of God lives within us, we really do have the power within us to use our words in a way that honor the Lord, mm-hmm. but also bring healing and help to people. And so so let me just walk through some of these proverbs, because because. The Proverbs gives us examples of ways that we can use our words in a way that honors Jesus, right, but is also really helpful. Think about, for example, Proverbs 12:19. Proverbs 12:19: "Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Truthful lips endure forever." I mean, it's just really powerful, right? When, yes. when you're around people who, who speak the truth into your life, the truth of the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, the truth of the wisdom of God, uh, it's, it's good. I mean, Jesus says in John 8, right, that that you shall know the truth, and the truth sets you free. So truthful words endure forever. And so being people of the truth, speaking truth to our loved ones, speaking truth to our friends, we need people of truth, right? Because in that truth, there's power and healing.
0: Do you think that um, we— uh, <laughs> I know people that often say, well, I'm just speaking the truth. Do we have to say everything that we think is true all the time? Or you think this is more talking about the truth of what Scripture has and the truth yeah, of, yeah, a, of living yeah. a life for Christ and those those sort of yeah, things? Yeah.
1: So so I think what, what Solomon is getting to here is we, we want to obviously avoid being dishonest, mm-hmm. right? Now we need to, and we're going to look at this in the Proverbs as we move forward, uh, being discerning. And selective in how we use our words, but mm-hmm. when we do speak, those words need to be saturated in truth. It doesn't mean we have to say everything all the time, right? But it does mean that when we speak, whenever we speak, our words do not need to be saturated with with you know um, exaggerations, mm-hmm. uh, white lies, uh, flat out lies, any kind of dishonesty at all. Mm-hmm. Our words need to be saturated in truth. Right,
0: you, you just knocked out a lot of pastors there when you said exaggerations. <laughs> I know, we, right? Because we're we known for pastorally speaking. Uh, uh, yes, exactly <laughs> right, exactly right.
1: But but that's what Paul's yeah. getting, not Paul. That's what Solomon is yes. getting to. Is just this idea of man: when you speak, when you choose to speak, let your words be saturated with the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's let's think a little bit more through this. Okay, so and we'll get to. some I think we're, some of these proverbs are going to address what you just asked, Trey. Right? Sure. But, but think about this. Solomon calls us to be truthful with our words. He calls us to be gentle with our words. Listen to this, Proverbs 15:1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up strife. Wow. Hey, you've had some angry people confront you, haven't you?
0: Mhm. Yeah. And my first response is to jump back. But right. I mean, that's, but that's always what the worst. I mean, thing. that, that always happens, doesn't it?
1: I mean, when somebody confronts us and they're angry and they're jumping down our, our throats about something, our natural instinct is to jump back, mm-hmm. right? To defend ourselves, to get up in their faces because they got up in our faces. But the best way to defuse anger, according to what Salma says, is a gentle answer, mm-hmm. right? A soft answer turns away wrath. When that wrath is directed at you, stay calm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: chill out, give a soft answer, give a gentle answer, and see how God uses that to diffuse the situation. And and you know it, Trey, because you and I we've been around people, we've been around calm people, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how calm you are. I know I, I cannot be calm sometimes, but but you know what I'm saying? When there's something about being around someone who's always calm, right? And how that diffuses just a lot of stuff.
0: I will say this, Randy. You know, Sunday mornings are always hot times for us. And something won't go right, and I'll say, Randy, and he, you know, he comes. He says, "Listen, it'll be all right." He, yeah, he kinda, does a good job. He kind of brings me really down a level. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So just thinking about gentle words, just diffusing anger by being gentle. A soft mm-hmm. answer, a gentle answer turns away wrath. Think about this. Be timely with your words. Proverbs twenty. And I think this gets to what, to what you were asking us a moment ago, Trey. Mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty five eleven. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Wow. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. There's something about saying the right thing at the right time, Mm -hmm. right? To go back to what you were saying, right? Truth. I mean, when do we speak? When do we not speak? Mm -hmm. You know, learning to be discerning in our speech. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I was
0: going to say that. Sometimes sometimes you need to speak up,
1: right? And so knowing when, to speak at the right time because there might be truth that you need to deliver to a person something you need to tell that person to help that person mm-hmm. to empower that person to bring healing into that person's life but it might not be the right time to say it because oh, yes. if you said it when you wanted to say it right it might not be received well but if you wait Mm-hmm. If you wait until that person's calmed down a little bit, until, some,
0: until I've calmed down right? a little bit, <laughs> or whatever the case may
1: be, right? And bring that word at the yeah. right time. It's like apples of gold in a setting of silver It's precious.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Words at the right time can bring a lot of good in life, but words at the wrong time might backfire on you. And so that's, that's a discernment issue, right? It's praying and thinking, okay, I've got to speak this truth into this person's life. But the question is, when do I speak it?
0: And that's where, and that's where the idea of the setting comes in, yeah, where yeah. the apples of gold in this silver, silver yeah, uh, setting. Yeah. So it's just
1: putting in the right place, Put sometimes. in the right place, in the right time, right? Mm-hmm. And and so it's it's being timely with your words, and it's also being selective with your words. These are the ways we use our words uh, to encourage and bless by being selective. Listen to what Proverbs says. Proverbs ten nineteen says this: When your words are many, transgression is not lacking. But whoever restrains his lips is prudent. That's good, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah 20,000 words a day, right? What, what Solomon says, if you're speaking 20,000 words a day, transgression is not going to lie because the <laughs> more you talk, the more you're going to eventually get yourself in trouble. That's yeah. just bottom line. We know that. The more I we let our mouths that. run, the more we're going to uh, get in trouble. But when we restrain our lips, hey, that's just reality. It's common sense. The less you talk, the less trouble you're going to
0: get into. I would agree with that.
1: Right. I mean, that's just, ah, I love that. And then Proverbs 13.3 says this, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. Mm. Right? You've been there, Trey. You said something to your wife. You didn't guard your mouth. You, you, you commented on something to her, and man, she turned around and slapped you in your face. Right?
0: <laughs> and I deserved it.
1: Right? But if you would have just guarded your mouth, mm-hmm. you'd have preserved your life, Right? Because this is what Proverbs says, whoever guards his mouth, preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin.
0: Wow. These, I'm smiling the whole time <laughs> we're talking about this because it's, it's just so true. So right? true. It's common yeah.
1: sense stuff. But man, listen, what, uh, what the Proverbs are telling us is to be selective with our words. The reality is some of us, we just talk too much, <laughs> right? We just don't know when to shut our mouths. You're right. And you can shut your mouth. You don't have to comment on everything. Mm. You don't have to say everything, whether it's true or not true. You don't have to say everything that's going through your mind. Shut up. Yeah, sometimes it's just... Just keep your mouth shut, right? Be selective with what you say and be timely what you say. When you choose to speak, do it at the right time in a way that's going to be a blessing and a help to someone rather than hurtful. I mean, again, this is what the prophets are telling us. There is power in our words. Our words can bring life, or death and words that honor jesus words that are changed by the power of jesus are words that are selective mm-hmm. timely gentle wise helpful right think about this be tempered with your words now when i when i use that word tempered i mean have the right disposition yeah when you speak right it goes back to what we we're saying earlier stay calm right listen a couple of proverbs right um and, and, and Solomon says this, which is similar to what he said in um, Proverbs 10. Whoever restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Stay cool. Stay yes, calm. Right? Yes, Think about this. Calm. Proverbs fifteen eighteen. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. Mm-hmm. A hot-tempered man. You know what it's like. I mean, we all know what it's like to be hot-tempered, right? Oh boy, to have I. that anger that's just kind of building up within us. And the angrier we get, the more we let our mouths spew all kinds of stuff, right? And that's here's bad. what we, here's typically what we say. And a lot of times we're angry for at no one, right? We're angry because you know what I'm saying. We're just angry. <laughs> we're angry because of you know what the president said or what oh, what happened at work. We're not angry at you know our wives. Our kids, we're angry at something else. But our wives are our kids; they're the ones that get the the spew. Yeah, they, right.
0: They get the brunt. Of I'm mad about what
1: happened at work, and so I'm let it out on my wife. I'm gonna mm-hmm. let it out on my kids, right? And then we'll say something like this, won't we? I'm just venting, right?
0: And then somehow that that's yeah excuses that's, Right?
1: If we just use the phrase, if you just use the phrase, I'm just venting for whatever reason that magical phrase gives you the the excuse to say anything you want to say right if you will just preface everything you say with i'm just venting yeah. apparently that cancels out everything that comes after right it makes no sense <laughs> but that's what we do i'm just venting but 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 but, uh, but 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 we need to be reminded that venting in anger is sinful mm-hmm. i mean listen listen this is crazy listen to what the proverbs say proverbs 29:11 listen to this wow. a fool Gives full vent to his spirit.
0: There it is. There's the word. It's right there in the Bible. You, you just set everybody up, you know.
1: <laughs> I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, man. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Listen to what the Proverbs says I'm just venting. Mm. Whenever you say, I'm just venting, you know what you are, Trey. You're well, a fool. I was going to say, <laughs> to this, you're a fool. Whenever I say, I'm just venting, I am a fool. I am acting foolishly because a wise man holds it back. Wow. not that crazy? Man, there's so much just sense and help in these proverbs that, that deal with our speech. Man, Solomon was wise, and he gives us a lot of things. It's just really common sense, mm-hmm. man. If you just hold back, be, so, be wise.
0: So if that's our... Disposition, then is there any way to really change that, or we just say this is just how I am?
1: Yeah, which is a pretty bad excuse for venting your frustration as well. It's just how I am. I'm just a hot-tempered man.
2: Yeah,
1: that's the thing. That's the thing. That's what we want to get to. We all have a sin nature.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: By nature, we're all hot-tempered. By nature, we all want to just run our mouths and say whatever we want to say, right? Mm. But but we need a heart change, right? Because this is what Jesus says. Jesus says. What comes out of the mouth, Matthew 15, 18, what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person, right? So so, so, when you and I speak those words that are hateful, hurtful, wherever they are, right, we can say, I didn't mean to say it.
2: Mm. But
1: those words that you say really are a reflection of what's deep down inside of you. It's a reflection mm. of your heart.
2: That's right.
1: And we need God to change us, Mm -hmm. and he can change us. And the cross is proof that Jesus has the power to change our words. Here's what's interesting to me. Jesus is the word of God. Wow. The very revelation of God. God has communicated to us through his son, Jesus. He is the word of God, right? Now think about this. Jesus, the word of God, went to the cross. And you know what the word of God got at the cross? The silent treatment. Hey, Trey, there mm. have been times in your marriage, because there have been times in my marriage where I've gotten the silent treatment. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: We all have. And in
1: those times when I've gotten the silent treatment, I wish my wife would just lash out at me. <laughs> Get it over with, right? Say what you gotta say, right? You know, fuss at me, yell at me, scream at me. Don't don't give me the silent treatment, right? The silent treatment a lot of times is more hurtful mm-hmm. than the harsh words. But think about it. At the cross, that's what Jesus got. On the cross, Jesus said, What? My God, my God, why, why have, have you forsaken you? me? At the cross, he got the silent treatment. Mm. So that, now listen to this, you and I will never get the silent treatment from our God. Man. Isn't it true? That's powerful stuff. Every brother. time we cry out to God, he is there to he listen to his, us yeah. and to respond to us with grace and mercy. Jesus mm. took the silent treatment so that we would never receive the silent treatment from our heavenly father. Instead, what we receive from the heavenly father through the grace of Jesus Christ who died in our place and rose again, what we receive is hope. Hope for change, real change in our lives. And so so you think about it when when if we're struggling with our words, we need to run to the one who took the silent treatment for us so we can hear words of hope and blessing and change from our Heavenly Father who creates within us a new heart, who gives us the ability, not perfectly because we're on this side of heaven, right? Mm-hmm. We're still in a fallen world, but still there's the ability within us because the Spirit lives within us to change the way that we speak because of the one who took our punishment, who has made us into a new creation, and who, who is speaking words of life and hope into us, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We need to run to him. Amen. Because Jesus really can change us in such a way that we can speak words that are gentle, that are timely, right? That are tempered, that are helpful. Jesus can change us if we'll run to him.
0: Okay, so that person is struggling right now with their speech. Give them one. What's the first step? Jesus.
1: Just right? run to Jesus. Just run to Jesus, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got to get under the word and learn from the word. Mm-hmm. I mean, the search the scriptures and see how Jesus used his words. Jesus was angry, right? Jesus was emotional. He was man like us. Mm -hmm. But read through the New Testament. Read through the Gospels. You never see Jesus using his words in an unwise way. Mm -hmm. Learn from the one who used his words perfectly. Yes, you'll you'll have some mess-ups here and there. I get that. But the more you spend time learning from the one who used his words perfectly and asking him to change you, the more you're going to see change in your life. Amen. And keep your mouth shut. Just just plain old keep it shut. Keep it shut. That'd be a good place to start, right?
0: All right, Pastor Tommy. Well, this has been invaluable, especially in this time of COVID, to kind of get our words under Mm -hmm. control as as we uh, lean on Jesus. So, Mm -hmm. why don't you close us out?
1: We hope this has been helpful for you today. We hope that that as you've listened to this episode, that it has encouraged you to be a man or woman who uses his words well to help people and bring uh, healing into the lives of others and not hurt. And so if this has been helpful for you today, go ahead and, and share this podcast with a friend. Subscribe right now to this podcast. You can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a review. We love those reviews because it helps to get the word out. And as always, we hope that this episode has helped you connect faith like.